Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I'm your host, Mike Chokum. Frenchie is here. We're going to talk some IndyCar. We're going to talk some F1. Hope you guys tomorrow enjoy our next NASCAR interview that we are releasing before I head to Pocono just for Saturday morning. And then I'll be there all race day on Sunday. And I'll be at World of Outlaws on Friday night. So yay race checks. So I have a question, Frenchie. I didn't want to do trivia, and I couldn't really think of a non-racing racing question. So I just Googled fun questions to ask your friends. If you okay. were gonna if you were going to appear on a reality TV show, what show would you most want to appear on? Reality TV. Let me let me rephrase this. Reality TV or like a game show if you want. I guess I'd want to be on Jeopardy then. I have a lot of random trivia knowledge, so that'd be fun. But I, th- I think I'd probably lose. Or maybe who wants to be a millionaire? Is that still a thing? I don't know. I don't know. Something where I could get money. And, you know, I think who wants to be a millionaire? You leave with money, like where you exit right. kind of up the, the levels of your prize. Yeah, so maybe yeah. that one. But... I can't think of any reality shows because I just don't watch them. Does Drive to Survive count? I'd show up no. on that just to just to troll in it and I don't know, make fun of someone or just that's, kind of ruin the vibe. So if I was going to say reality TV, I don't know. I Listen, I don't watch any. The only reality TV I occasionally watch is 90 day fiance and i don't want to be on 90 day fiance because the dating world is tough enough as it is already so it's a risky experiment yeah that's it's just not a risk i'm willing to take especially after finally having like a remotely decent date on what day is it today tuesday today's tuesday yeah so sunday anyway my game show answer would be family feud because i think Steve Harvey oh, yeah. is hilarious, and I don't know if I would like be exceptional at it, but I know I'd probably at least give like a pretty funny answer. So uh, my favorite thing to do is watch like the really bad Family Feud answer like compilations that pop up on YouTube or TikTok or whatever. Yeah, sometimes I you send me those clips. I've I've yes. never really watched that show, but the answers that people give on occasion. I can't believe they're not joking. So got to wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's one that's like name a guy's name with the letter H and the guy says Jose. And I think that's my favorite answer of all time. Anyway, I guess, I don't know. Where do you want to start? IndyCar or F1? I guess I'll start with IndyCar because we actually had a race this weekend to recap. Yeah. Yeah, and it feels more like Ohana than than F one does right now. If you very good point. You, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, predictions. So, I mean, predictions. Yeah, let's get to that. For good weekend, you said Colton Herta finished on the podium. That was a good weekend. For a good weekend, I said Christian Lungard. That I'd say it was an exceptional weekend for him. You know, he got his first IndyCar win, second IndyCar pole. The wind drought for Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan is now over. What the last win that they had was Indy 500 with Sato. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. So what else do we have? The poll I said was going to be someone from Arrow McLaren. You said it was going to be someone from Dale Coyne. Neither of us were correct. <laughs> and then, oh, first wheel wrong. I don't I don't I don't think I recorded who had the first issue. I said Elio and you said Calamilot. It was neither of those. It was in qualifying. I I remember I don't remember who it was, but I remember seeing it happen in qualifying and going, oh man, like it might have been like Herda spinning or Ray Hall spinning in in you know when it when it rained in in that first section of or that second part of qualifying, but oh me. yeah. It might have been yeah. Ray Hall because he qualified last, right? Yes. So Good yeah. Point. What'd you think of the race usually to me like t- toronto like we were talking about in the plp group is you know a very boring race not boring but just not a lot that happens there's an early caution and then it's it's pretty quiet but you know a lot of drivers had their you know porcupines attached to their tires this weekend and and we're really going full you know full defense and and it was pretty aggressive and there was some some good passing some some really good battles Especially the second half of the race, I would say. What do you think? Yeah, I'd say it did go pretty well. And it was definitely interesting. I think it was more exciting than Toronto races in the past. Yeah. I also, actually, before we continue, I think I predicted 18% of the laps would be Uh, yellow, and you predicted 14%. And I'm just trying to calculate real quick because we had um, 16 laps were 16 out of 85 is 18 percent, 18.8 so, right, oh, all right well done wow i did good this weekend picking lungard and the uh yellow yeah so that was that was pretty impressive that's probably the only time i'll actually you know what i did well in the fantasy league too i'm getting out of my massive drought i'm not going to say that actually i'm going to knock on wood right now because yes that's a smart idea i'm I'm finally like 37 points behind i was like in the 70s or like over 100 points back for a while like i i want to make a i'm renewed my passion my energy for that anyway Fair enough back to the race itself um i was really disappointed about the crash on the opening lap that took out everybody our friend of the show i i, I wouldn't yeah. necessarily friend of the show but you know one of our favorite interviews tom blomquist and um actual friend of the show daniel has pointed out that the broadcast likes to say his name in many different ways so it's that's really always irritating. fun to listen to yeah yeah <laughs> just a little bit after he pointed it out i couldn't stop hearing it yeah you know before like before he pointed it out i was kind of like okay this is annoying but like i'm not focused on it and then he pointed it out and it was just like even more irritating so yeah yeah but i think unfortunately that was a jack harvey issue it's hard you can't go three wide there he couldn't see blomquist on the far inside so i don't i don't think it's like he was like an idiot or something like i think he just no wasn't aware or spotters weren't aware or spotters weren't communicating or, or whatever. So it's, it's unfortunate because Jack continues to just have no luck and it's hard. It's like hard to watch him get out of the car and look so dejected yet again. Yeah. It's 
almost like dead man walking at this point because I know I, I, but I don't like to see that it's just right. depressing like you said because he's such a good guy and I'm really hoping he finds somewhere else I mean we haven't nowhere is confirmed that he's leaving at the end of the season but I think we've all kind of decided or that it's a foregone conclusion especially when his teammates finished ninth and won the race and he was out on the first lap. Yeah. Aren't, aren't you, I think the most the thing I'm most excited about Longard winning the race is he was able to shave that damn goofy mustache off. But the amount of times I saw the clip of him shaving the mustache on the podium actually got annoying. Then I don't know why it just became more irritating. What was cool. And I know it was made fun of by certain people, but I think I, texted you about it like yes, his buddy crying at, when he won the race i actually thought that was awesome you know i mean i'm sure he didn't want to be seen crying on live <laughs> tv because like basically masculine tropes um and, but just for him to be that passionate about seeing his friend succeed is kind of um Nice. It's like refreshing, heartening. Yeah. yeah, heartwarming is a good way to describe it. I thought it was really cool and not weird in any way. Like it was kind of painted by others. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't I don't have anything to add to that other than, you know, what we've talked about. So shame on whoever wrote that and yay for good friends. So I don't think there's too much else race wise. I like actually really want to talk about. Is there on your end? Kyle McLaughlin that just totally oh. missing the strategy for some reason. I kind of blocked that out of my head, mostly because at that that point in the race, I, I may have been watching the race like on my phone in the shower to get out the door. So I you I just zoned out a little bit. Races like that. I've actually never done that before. That was the first time I've done that. I do it for like the endurance races. When I don't want to miss parts of Daytona or uh Lamar or something like that, I will literally like on the you know the little shower rod in the shower basically yeah. like balance my phone kind of on that <laughs> and just watch it which is I leaned it, probably insane and ridiculous but i'm glad you've now done it once too yeah i leaned it against like the like body wash bottle that's like big and just uh yeah i mean i dropped my phone in the shower at one point but it obviously survived because it wasn't yeah. you know it wasn't too bad but yeah, holy hell. I mean, if you if you are in second place and there's a late pit stop, um, not late, but, you know, th that was just far enough out there that you would have had to have a miracle. So your your strategy at that point should be follow the leader. It's too early to really consider going all the way. Follow the leader. Like everybody accepts. The only one who I don't blame is Will Power because it's, you know, a bunch of guys ran out of gas in the last corner or the last lap, and he was just a little bit before that. So apparently the team wasn't telling him to save fuel, so he was you know, not focused on it. So you know, things happened. But the McLaughlin strategy took him from a podium to, what, 13th? No, he actually finished better than – he finished 6th somehow. Oh. Oh, maybe because Power yeah. and all those guys had to end up pitting as well, so he gained a couple spots Yeah, back. like Erickson at the last minute, I remember seeing Pitt, yeah. Will Power. Yeah. Will Power finished 14th. Erickson finished 11th. Those are two guys I remember seeing pit. Uh, Alex Pillow almost, I think, could have won this. I mean, he was 11 seconds down. 
but it really looked like he was just going to somehow pull it off again for a, a while there. That pillow drive with, I don't want to say missing front wing, but a front wing held on by the wrap on the front wing mm-hmm. was a very Scott Dixon Portland flipping in through the mud when Marco was flying over top of him from a couple years ago, sort of championship defining moment. Like the dude is just, even when he doesn't have a good qualifying or doesn't have a good day, he still a ends up second and B ends up second with a front wing that like each lap when they showed it, it got progressively worse and was not helping him at all. So that was, you know, he held off McLaughlin until McLaughlin had to pay. He held off Colton to a degree and, and everybody behind him. Essentially he, you know, caused a little bit of a backup, but he put the car in the right spot and didn't do anything dirty. So Hell of an effort. Absolutely. And I think everybody is kind of looking to this upcoming weekend and Iowa as a place where he might be a little bit weaker, where others might be able to take back some points, like potentially Joseph, obviously. And then uh, I think Pato is somebody who's pretty impressive yeah. on just yeah. the ovals in general. But I kind of doubt that Polo will finish outside the top 10. I just have a feeling he's still going to be pretty strong. Yeah. Before we move on, his, you know, the the luck he had with with that wing holding on was really a stroke of serendipity, if you might say so. Yeah, I, I guess the, you could call I serendipitous. The definition, I, I googled the definition and used it in a sentence, so I made sure I knew what I was doing on that one. Fair enough. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, yeah. I didn't see these until recently, so... You, you were able to nail all of them without any of my help, which is pretty impressive. Well, with, with you know, the words we asked to be added in for, for serendipity, I was like, okay, I know what it means, but I need to, you know, I'm not that smart, so I need to see it in a sentence so I know how to use it. So, but now ever since I said copybara last week, I have like copybaras showing up in like my Instagram reels and my TikToks. So I think... TikTok is listening to the podcast, so TikTok, if you're listening, oh, definitely, we'll still, we know we'll that. Still take money. I, I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen to any of my conversations. But anyway, do we have any IndyCar news, or do we have anything else from the race slash IndyCar news? Um, I guess. Let's see. No, I don't think so. There's no. Nothing else from the race other than I'd say Marcus Armstrong is pretty impressive. He had his best result of the season yep. finished seventh. Pretty strong. And then Connor Daly is going to be back in the Meyer Shank racing car at Iowa. So Simon Pagano, unfortunately, still has not been cleared to race. I'm sure everyone has seen that by now. But I guess we would just chime in and say, hoping for a recovery from Simon, but actually it's nice to see. And we had this discussion, like you said, in the pit lane parlay group chat earlier, rather than rushing back in, it's actually refreshing and the smart move to see Simon and whoever, you know, is in charge and whoever's decision this ultimately is basically taking the time to be careful and be cautious yeah. because we know what, you know, the, da- the damage that concussions can cause long-term, especially if you don't, kind of treat them correctly and address them and to be patient like this is I mean he's older right he has a son he also wasn't super high up in the championship so 
Mm-hmm. This makes complete sense. It's unfortunate to see because I was definitely expecting him to be back far sooner. But Connor's, I mean, this is probably the best place to to just stick him back into a car and see yeah. how he does. So, so, yeah, the only thing I have to add there is, you know, having experienced a few concussions in in my day, you know, the worst one I had took me out for, took me out. That sounds morbid sidelined me from playing hockey in college for and I don't know I think it was like six months and then funny enough my first practice back somebody hit me square in the forehead with a puck so you know that was cool but yeah I mean that was super scary and I wonder if that's why sometimes I have brutal migraines that I never had growing up when I don't have you know terrible vision or or whatever but We'll save that for the medical professionals in the world and not the podcast listeners of the world, unless you are also a medical professional. And we will do, if there's any F1 news, I have not done any reading the last couple of days on what's going on in the news. Then we'll talk about Hungary and their garbage tire qualifying rules that the FIA has come up with, and we will take it from there. Yeah, so we've got predictions, I guess, to do for both races. If you want to do them at the end, or oh, we, we can do Iowa. Iowa now. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do Iowa now before we forget again. I I don't know what is going on. I have no idea what day it is half the time right now. I clearly don't even know where anybody's racing at this point. So Iowa prediction. Imsa also is racing at Lime Rock this weekend. I think it's GTD yes. and GTD Pro only. GTD and GTD Pro, yep, are in Lime Rock. We'll go next year when we have a free place to stay. If oh, yeah. there's nothing cool. going on that weekend. But let's see. Okay. Who's having a good weekend? Good weekend. We're, we're going to see a good weekend from... Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today. Let's say Alexander Rossi. I think he needs a, a bit of a bounce back. He's had some weird luck. Okay, I'm taking his teammate, Pato Award. Will we see... Solid choice. 
will we see two pole sitters or one person sweeping the pole for both races? And if you forget, qualifying is two laps. The first lap is race one. The second lap is race two. So don't forget. And qualifying is Saturday morning, I believe. Yeah, Saturday morning, 9.30 a.m. on Peacock. So, you know, they'll go right from that right into the race on NBC Sunday, a Saturday afternoon. Oh, wow. I'm going to be on a plane to Southeast Asia, so I'm going to see if I can find a way to watch the replay once I get there. I will be leaving Pocono on my way to a date, and this will be the first IndyCar race I haven't watched live in... Uh, my brother's wedding in 2019 when I had to DVR Gateway, but I watched it inebriated in the hotel room that night. So I still. And you watched Detroit in your car this year? Oh yeah, I did. I watched Detroit in in my car on the way home from your <laughs> your birthday. I don't. I didn't really want to admit that on air, but you know, here. Uh, we. I mean, we didn't say you were driving. It was just in your car. Correct. Right. I wasn't. I wasn't. Totally was not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were just in your vehicle. Mm-hmm. Okay. You had to pull over to watch the race. Right. So what's your poll prediction? Uh, I think there are going to be different poll sitters. They might both be from Penske or something like that, but I think they'll be different. All right. I'm going to say the same because you said the other way. So that's what we're going with. Okay. So I'm really kind of mad that the year I'm unable to go to Iowa is the first year it hasn't been like 800 degrees all Iowa weekend. So you're welcome, Iowans and people who are traveling to the race, that it's not 800 degrees this time. So, you know, that's fun. Enjoy the concerts if that's your thing. I guess we need another prediction here. So we did a good weekend. Oh, let me say something after actually after that. When I told Michelle about the concert that was going to be at the IndyCar race this weekend, she was like, wait, why didn't we go? And I was like, it's in Iowa. And she's like, okay, fair. We're also going to be like traveling. Yeah. But the concert actually attracted her to the event. So that's saying something because this is a woman who will ask me, was the race good? Like, how yeah. was the race and after pretty care. much every race that I watched? Yeah. And then I'll usually say like, it was good. It was fine. Sometimes she'll ask me who won. And a lot of the time she doesn't know who it is. So she makes the minimal effort as like a supportive, you know, partner. But the fact that she was interested in going to this race event because of these concerts, you know, that to me, that communicates something positive. Yeah. I have a funny story about women and not liking racing uh, in my mom, but I'll get to that after predictions. So, okay, we'll do one more prediction. So we'll have three predictions for IndyCar. We did good. We did pole sitter. Who's having a bad weekend? Hmm. You know what, Jess? And I don't even really want this. Although part of me kind of does want it because it would then close <laughs> things up. Let's say Alex Polo okay. is having a, a, a rough All weekend right. at Iowa. I think this is one of the last places that he could falter. All right, I'm also going to take a hot take because he's the most expensive driver in the IndyCar fantasy game this weekend to take Joseph Newgarden because he's been so good at Iowa for like nine years at this point. Maybe he just, maybe because it's not 900 degrees, he just slips up or something. I mean, I know probably not, but 
I like taking a hot take at least one. Gross, yeah, I know. That's that's honestly what I was originally going to say. And then you said Pillow, and I'm like, all right, let me have some fun with this one, too, because it's it's more fun that way. But anyway, yeah, so you know the story because my dad told you like a month ago, I think. But so my my dad took my mom to the 500 in 92 or 94, I forget. It was, you know, early 90s. And so the race starts, you know, it was a, it was a nice day. It was like low 70s. The first couple laps, my mom was like, holy shit, this is amazing. This is so cool. They're so fast. These guys are nuts, blah, blah, blah. And like after, I guess, like five or 10 laps, like my dad looks over to like see what my mom's thinking. And then he looks down and she is sitting in the grandstands at this point, just like reading some like women's magazine. So it took all of 10 laps for her to go from like, wow, this is cool to like, okay, I've seen enough. And the only thing she'll do now is like, you know, she she likes to see how Malukas does since he's part of the show. She likes to see how Pato does because, you know, I've been friends with him for for a long time at this point and and New Garden because mm-hmm. he was our first interview all those years ago. But other than that, usually like if if I watch it or if my dad and I watch it, she goes upstairs and far away. Or okay. exercises or something. All right. F1 news. Yes, we've Go. got a handful of things. Okay. First thing is, I, I didn't see this until today. I think it happened a few days ago, but Alpha Tauri got in trouble for photoshopping Daniel Ricardo's head onto Nick DeVries' body in one of the photos that they did. Yeah. Like it was a photo of, I can't even tell. I mean, for somehow somebody figured it out and they said it's easy to see, but whoever did it, I mean, I guess because if you look at his neck, like I can't tell just looking at the body in the race suit. Right. And I'll send you this photo, but. I guess they had to delete this because there was a lot of backlash of um, who cares. Basically. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> seems... uh, yeah, sorry. I, I I thought it was just funny. Now it's not news per se, but right, it's right. I'm not saying who cares. So yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that to you. Just like the people Shutting who you like <laughs> shut up, Branchy. I just you know I just I don't like. Why is it a big deal? I know you don't have an answer, but. I'm annoyed. Okay. The other news that is pretty absurd, I guess I'd say, is did you see this thing about Max Verstappen getting disqualified from iRacing race after he absolutely rage smashed somebody that had, I guess, touched him on the previous lap? He he went ballistic, apparently. Yeah, it was... I think there's hear it or just probably a recording it? of it. No, I just read it and I okay. but I'm sure if I look for a recording I can find one. He had clashed with someone and I guess he then sought revenge. He cut through an escape area at Lacombe to get closer and just completely slammed into the his rival taking them both mm-hmm. off the track. There is a video right here. I can send it to you actually. So he there it was just very immature behavior i'm sure we've all done it in a video game but it gave max's detractors and everybody that says that he's got a temper and that he's too aggressive extra ammunition yep i figured that's where you're going with it i have no thoughts because i haven't seen it or heard it and like i know you're you're sending something to me so i can look at it but 
have not seen anything currently other than yay or boo. I don't I don't know. Anyway. Red Bull's supposed to be faster this weekend. They're bringing upgrades to Hungary, so the estimate is that they will go two tenths faster. Oh, great. Which so is... Max will win by like a million miles and we will all fall asleep on Sunday morning. Yeah, and Sergio will still qualify at 17th and mm -hmm. make it up to 7th, mm -hmm. 6th. But yeah, I think we we got the hang of how the season's going so far. We're just going to be interested to see how McLaren and Mercedes and Ferrari do. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's our intrigue at this point. The other piece of news is get ready for this, guys, because this is about to, to hit. And I, I think this is true. I have heard several different places, sources, have talked to some people that there are three teams that breached the cost cap. Oh, no. So you don't. It's going to happen again. And Stefano Domenicali is very passionate about saying he doesn't want it to just be a monetary fine this time. It's going to be a sporting fine, a sporting penalty, whatever that means, which I assume is similar to what happened to Red Bull and their wind tunnel time and their CFD allotment or whatever is reduced. Well, well, color me shocked. I, that's, I have to tell you, this is not very convivial of the F1 paddock to continue to break the rules. No, it's, but although it actually does, it makes complete sense because after what we saw happen to Red Bull, yeah, yeah I think we said that last why year. Why wouldn't you just yeah. do it? I think Toto said the same thing. But the funny part about it is, and and sad, is that even if they breach the cause cap, these three teams, it's not showing in their performance because Red Bull is still <laughs> owning them. Unless it's Aston Martin, and that's one of the things that we've seen why they've jumped from bottom Watch of the it. barrel to, you know, up there in the top teams. Watch it be like Haas or somebody who's just like not yeah, doing anything. Alpha Tauri. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so had funny. To pay, had to pay Danny Rick's salary. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's old stuff, I guess. That so it would be they're reviewing last year at this point or whatever the cycle is. But it's coming. Yeah. Whether or not the three teams all actually overspent i think we had about the same number last year and some of them got a minor penalty because it was small calculating or accounting error type stuff but yeah who knows just get ready for that kind of annoying drama again i can't wait yeah i can tell last piece of news i guess before we go into hungary and this is i don't know i just want to give him a little shout out uh, Nick DeVries, or sorry, not Nick DeVries, <laughs> Nicholas <laughs> Latifi, the other Nicholas, um, is quitting racing for now to study for an MBA at London Business School. So good for him. He's, I guess, going to take a break, go pursue his education, and maybe we'll see him in another role in the future. Maybe he'll go back to racing. Who knows? I mean, he got to F1. That's more than most people can say. He wasn't really successful, but he got some points, and I'd say he should be pretty pleased with that, right? Yeah. You know, if th if that fulfilled his dream, then that's cool. I mean, at the end of the day, 
if like you or I or anybody listening to the show was given the opportunity and the opportunity is, hey, you can be a race car driver for a couple of years. You're going to be on a garbage team. You might get a 10th place once, but for the most part, you're just going to be laughed at. I'd take that opportunity to be, you know, a, you know, drive an F1 car for a couple of years and, and, you know, make money that way. So more power to him and curious to see what he'll do in the future. But are you ready for the exciting Hungary qualifying rules this year? Are you, are you pumped? For yeah. So do you want to explain those about the tire? I'd love to. Allotment? I'd love okay. to. I'm so excited. So Q1, yeah, Q1, when everybody's still in, you have to run hard tires. Everybody has to run hards. All 20 cars have to run hards. Q2, the 15 that advance have to run mediums. And Q3, the final 10, have to run softs. It doesn't have any impact on, you know, you don't have to start with a certain tire or anything come race time. There's two set, two less sets of tires overall this coming weekend versus a normal F1 weekend. I haven't quite figured out like why they get less overall tires, maybe because, you know, you're not going to use a set of softs in Q1. You know, that's, I guess, you know, that's, that's the only, only reason. And you're not going to use a set of mediums or softs in, in Q1 or, you know, and you're not going to use softs in Q2. So I guess that's the only reason Honestly, I think this rule this rule is dumb. It's not going to do anything. You might see like a car that struggles getting heat into their tires, maybe get knocked out early. But for the most part, we're going to see the same thing we see every qualifying weekend, which is Sergio Perez being a disappointment and everything else being essentially the same. You know, maybe we see... <laughs> a Williams surprise or a McLaren surprise up Albon, farther up yeah. Than, yeah, than we're expecting. But for the most part, it's not going to make a difference. And in the end, we're still going to see the same thing on Sunday. So I don't think this does anything at all in terms of overall weekend excitement. It doesn't provide me any interest. Was that the goal? Do we know what the purpose of this was? I'm not really sure. I'm sure it's, you know, to try to spice up qualifying, but it's okay. hard to spice up qualifying when you have one team that's so dominant. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't matter. And they're going to be dominant across compounds. That doesn't really change the car performance or car pace relative to the other teams based on tire compound. I mean, if everyone except Red Bull got to use softs and Red Bull had to use hards, then that would be fun. That would get interesting because sure. then you basically tie one hand behind their back but just the fact that everyone has to be on the same compound it really doesn't allow anyone to diverge on their qualifying strategy and so i think yeah. it may actually make things even less exciting i wouldn't be surprised i you have the times for this weekend i do they're right here practice one is friday at 7 30 a.m eastern time Practice nope. two is at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Practice three is on Saturday at 6.30 a.m. Definitely not. Qualifying is at 10 a.m. on Saturday. And then the race oh. is at 9 a.m. on Sunday. Ooh. Qualifying, I will either be in the car on the way to Pocono or at Pocono. So 
my Matt Pocono is fine unless I'm busy. The race on Sunday at nine. I might be. I don't know. I don't really know. I have no idea what time I'm leaving for the track Sunday morning. Do you think F1 F1 TV will work like streaming on airplane Wi-Fi? Probably not. I I would. I I would. I doubt it. But I am flying a fancy airline. Yes. Yes. Because it's a long flight. I don't think the Wi-Fi is approved for live sport coverage. Actually, it's um, Qatar Airways, which is um, they're a major sponsor of F1. They're all over the sides of the. So maybe they can hook you up with like an F1 TV. Yeah, I'm hoping that they have some deal. That's what I'm hoping. (laughs) Like they have some F1 TV tie over because they're a big sponsor of F1. Yeah, it's not going to happen, but no, we can we can dream. That'd be awesome. So, yeah. I I honestly might end up watching F1 Sunday night or, you know, depending on how the race is. All right, so predictions. Okay, let's start with an easy one. Will the qualify will qualifying be a major difference than what we've seen this year in terms of, you know, essentially two Red Bulls, two Aston Martins, two Mercedes, two Ferraris and two McLarens up front. Will we see something really like more than like you know, not just like Albon getting in, but we see like three or four big changes. Oh. Well, I just want to say yes, because that goes against logic. My mm-hmm. brain says absolutely not. But just for the fun of it, I'm going to say yes, that we see something wild. And I don't know, Danny Rick is able to pull that Alpha Tauri somewhere he shouldn't and impresses in a little fairy tale comeback story or who knows. What it'll be yeah. that's i'm just making that up but because I, I don't know if i have that much confidence in him doing that but, but we're, we're just gonna float that out there that's fair i'm gonna say no because i want to be cranky okay so i will say that i'm sorry next prediction <laughs> i forgot i already made my prediction uh let's see who's having who's having a good weekend outside of red bull Good weekend outside of Red Bull will be. I think this is becoming predictable, but I'm I'm just gonna say Alex Albon because mm-hmm. I like him a lot and I want him to take Williams back to the front because James Vowles apparently thinks extremely highly of him and says that he could see Albon leading that team like until they're successful again. Okay, all right, I dig it. I will say Daniel Ricardo is going to have a good weekend. Nice. Maybe not. Maybe not. That'll make a lot of people happy. You know, maybe somewhere in like the eight to twelve range at the end of the day, and just a solid, quiet comeback. Okay. Where are we hungry? I have one. Yeah, go ahead. Will Ricardo beat Yuki? Will he beat his teammate? Yes. Okay. I also say yes. Okay. But maybe I should switch to no just for fun. Sure. Whatever you, whatever no, I'm you gonna want. say yes. Okay. He, he's right. I think he's gonna do better, but we'll we'll see what happens. All right. Well, that's all we got. Again, I'll be in various Pennsylvania racetracks over the next couple days. So if you are also there, come say hi. If you are not, shame on you. Frenchie's don't go to Nazareth, though. Yeah, don't go to Nazareth. I won't be there. <laughs> I mean, I do want to like yeah. explore there, but I don't like. 
I don't want to do that by myself. Yeah, I don't want to do that by myself. And Frenchie's on vacation because he's too cool for us. So uh, next week, I'm going to have a guest host. I don't know who because I didn't really think about it until just now. Maybe Sarah, if she's back from you know gallivanting all over Canada. I don't <laughs> I don't really know. Be gone from her home for like eight weeks. Yeah, I still have stuff in oh it's not in my car, stuff she left in my car in my house from post Watkins Glen. So same. That was that was just uh, that was like a little less than a month ago at this point. Okay. Well, everybody enjoy a jam-packed weekend of racing make sure to drink all of your java house coffee so you stay awake and eat your factor meals so you are healthy and full all weekend and don't snack on bad food and good day hey there my name is michael laminato and this is pit pass f1 a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport from monaco to miami and australia to azerbaijan pit pass f1 is on the ground and has you covered esteemed f1 journalists julianne serasoli and chris medland will take you inside the sport every round They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.